Up next, the news you can use from YAA. It's your 30-minute fix for all your car questions, industry news, and tips you can use when buying your next vehicle. We're your hosts, Ray and Zach Shepska, the founders of YAA. We're here every weekday, live at noon Eastern. Check us out at joinyaa.com. Come on, get in! It's noon on Wednesday, December 8th, and this is news that you can use from YAA with your dear friends, Zach and Ray. And as you can tell, apparently Zach just woke up. <laughs> Good morning, Pops. No, I've been I've been awake actually since yesterday. Sorry we weren't here, but glad to be back today. We've got Morning Glory asking, why would one pay for cable TV when you're already paying for the internet? That That's the question of the day right there. It, it is, and, and one we can attempt to uh, to tackle at some point if you'd like. Justice is here. Sally's with us. Jordan's in the house. Igor, always great to see you. Thanks, everyone, for being here. Pops, today we're going to talk about a very interesting phenomenon, what's going on in uh, like from the automaker's perspective, wanting consumers to buy more software from automakers. We're going to talk about that, which exactly, exactly. We've got a lot to dig into there. Sam's here with us. As well, Justice saying I should get the Elon haircut. Not sure what that means, but I'll look into it after the show. Um, and I, after- may I say something? Yeah, you, you should just get a haircut. I don't give a damn whose whose it is. Just get one. <laughs> Maybe when we're in Vegas next week. Sure, that's why everybody goes to <laughs> Vegas. I'll take you to my man Sosa. He'll clean you right up. Morning Glory says, I hope they won't be charging to turn on the heat in your car, but honestly, that's the direction we're moving. So just like bear with us here because we're gonna we're gonna dive into that. I do want to start with some EV news though, Dan. This came out yesterday or two days ago, excuse me. Obviously, we weren't online yesterday, so I just want to bring this up and kick things off here. Toyota making news with their investments in the EV space. Let me zoom in here. They're building a plant in North Carolina. They're gonna make 1.2 billion. Oh my, I said billion. I meant million batteries a year. Do you know that 1.2 billion batteries? That'd be enough for the whole planet. <laughs> Whoopsies. 1.2 yeah. million batteries, and they're making them in the United States. That's big, Dad. We had Elon Musk in the news yesterday or two days ago saying, I don't like Joe Biden's Build Back Better bill. This is bad for the economy, yada, yada, yada. Even though it gives all sorts of incentive to buy more Teslas, then you've got Toyota building more batteries in the United States because in the Build Back Better bill, it talks about how the batteries are made in the United States. You can subsidize the cars more. Yes, you get a bigger, you'll, you'll be getting a bigger tax credit, federal tax credit, if if the batteries were actually manufactured in the United States. So, you know, I, I listen, there, there's so many different things about politics that I don't begin to understand and, I, and I'll never claim to understand. Um, but if if there's something in the bill that is encouraging um, the, the manufacturers to build plants and manufacture the batteries in the United States, as opposed to anywhere other than the United States, it seems to me that that would be beneficial. It would create the workforce, um, it would create jobs in, in those local markets. Uh, so I, I don't know. It maybe someday if I have Elon's money, I'll think like he does. But until that time, um, if they're encouraging that we bring things back to this country uh, for manufacture, I, th- I think that's a good thing. And the fact yeah. that Toyota is willing to invest the type of money that they're talking about, it's not an insignificant sum of money. How much was it that they were going to invest? Uh, wasn't it like $1.3 billion or something like that? I mean, it wasn't a small sum of money. 
well, no, any anything that has a B in it is never a small sum of money. And I mean, to give some context here, and then we're going to hop into, because MPEG's hitting the nail on the head of what we're going to talk about primarily today, Tesla installed rear seat heaters in Model 3s, but didn't turn them on. You could pay to turn them on. It also had a garage door opener, but you'd have to pay $300 to activate it. This is what we're going to talk about today, guys. This is not a great uh, direction we feel for the industry, but it is what's happening. So back on the automotive news homepage right now, VW secures raw materials materials as part of $34 billion battery push. Anyway, it's just, it's everywhere. This EV yes. stuff is everywhere. And it wasn't a year ago. I mean, these things were kind of like the wind of change was, was being felt. Now it's like every single headline on automotive news is all about EVs. Yeah, they were, all the EV stuff was percolating about a year ago. And and today the Bruce cycle's done. Okay. there there's a There's a giant, um, I can't say the word I want to use, cup of coffee um, that, that these people are making um, because we're talking, I don't know, billions and billions and billions of expenditure that, uh, that all these manufacturers have earmarked towards EVs. Yep, 100%. All right, Pops, let's turn to today's primary topic here, the push for automakers to become software companies. Because you know what, Dad? Software companies, they can charge all sorts of subscriptions and stuff like that. They can make more money. And honestly, you know what? The stock market just really likes software companies, tech companies. So everyone wants to get in on the fun. This news comes by way of Stellantis, the great lost automotive continent, launching a $23 billion push into the software world. Pops, did you get a chance to read through this article? I did. I I, I, I nearly threw up as I was reading it, but that that's okay. You <laughs> know, they, 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 well, I, I mean, they, they, I don't want to say they're greedy, but okay, they're being greedy. Um, it, it, it used to be, I don't know, I remember way back when, yesterday, you know, that, that you would have a Monroney label on a car and it would list all the equipment that it came with. It didn't list next to that, oh, this is by subscription only. And that's what Stellantis is talking about. They want to take items that are built into the car and then charge customers either a monthly subscription fee or an annual subscription fee um, so that they can actually access some of these items and Stellantis is not the only one that wants to do it, but Stellantis is figuring out that this could be just in subscription fees, $23 billion or $30 billion a year added to their revenue. Okay. That's not from building the damn car. That's not from selling the damn car. That's just from making people have to pay to be able to utilize the stuff that's already built into the car. And, and what I find more troubling than anything is the fact that in most cases, 94% of the people in America finance. 94%, okay? you heard it here first. Quote that yeah. Wall Street Journal. Yeah, yeah. 90, well, at least it was in my day. So 90, so... <laughs> So let's let's assume it's still about there. Let's say yeah. it's 90 percent. So 90 percent of the people that buy a car finance the car. OK, so that means they have a monthly payment for the car. They have a monthly payment for their insurance for the car. And now suddenly they're going to have an additional monthly payment on top of that 
for the subscription items so that they can access some of the features that they might want to use in the car. For instance, heated seats would become a subscription item. A heated steering wheel would become a subscription item. Would mean nothing to people in Florida. Would mean everything to people in Wisconsin and Michigan and, and Maine and New England. And, well, hell, it's 36 degrees outside here in Ventnor. You know, um, it's, it's crazy because the stuff's already built into the car. You've already paid for the manufacturing aspect of it when you've agreed to buy the car. And then they have the nerve to want to charge you a monthly fee to utilize. This is not cable for cars. So, Pops, I just, I just want to hit on something really quick, which is Stellantis is not the first company to try and do this, and they certainly won't be the last. And no. here's where I think as a platform, we all got to push back a little bit. And it's and, and there's 50 of us on today's stream. So we're going to start small. We're going to crawl, then we're going to walk, then we're going to run. But what I want to show here, Dad, I'll pull it up on the screen real quick. I'm going back to an article from Car and Driver. This was from October. On-demand options, automakers move towards subscription services. In 2019, BMW announced that it would begin charging owners of its vehicles $80 per year for the privilege of using Apple CarPlay, which mirrors an iPhone screen and functionality on the infotainment display. It's not only standard in a $15,000 Chevy Spark, the least expensive car available in the U.S., but it's also a feature that Apple does not make BMW pay for. Consumers mutinied and the Bavarians retreated. But not for long, BMW next decided it would return to a subscription model for features such as smartphone-based key, uh, virtual key, remote start, and even heated seats. Here's the deal, though. We've got one case, one case of consumers saying GTFO. You know what that stands for, Dad? Um, I think it stands for I'm, I'm mad as hell and I'm not going to take it anymore. I cleaned it up nicely. BMW. Huh? Get out of here. Get out yeah. of here, right? Yeah, yeah. We're not paying for that. If we could get enough things to go viral around this idea, I'm going to pull up the Stellantis article again from Automotive News. Let's just look at this really quickly. Uh, where was it up here? It was like one of the first things in the article. Um, Dodge owners will be able to receive performance upgrades that deliver a, quote, immediate horsepower boost. Like, who? if it's in the car, just give me the car. Right, like I don't want a horsepower boost that you're at your discretion if I pay another ten dollars. Like, what the hell is this? Well, I I know that that you know many cars today require software updates, <clears throat> and they have to be done at the dealership in the in the service departments. And what all these manufacturers are talking about are they're talking about over the air software updates, and so I think that's why they rationalize that people would be willing to pay for it because their operating system is is updated i don't know i have a google phone there it is okay and and that gets okay 85 okay from well, thank you frank i whatever in my day god damn it it was six it was 94 percent, or that was the number we said six percent people pay cash but you've got my, a pixel phone but my 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 point is that when you buy something, it comes with X amount of years of support. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now you buy a new car, and if it's a Dodge, it comes with the what a three year thirty six thousand mile warranty. So that's three th three years or thirty six thousand miles worth of support. During that time, they should not be saying, "Hey, you want." 
you want a 10% boost in your horsepower? Um, pay us $100 for an over-the-air update, and we'll get that for you. I mean, this is just this is this is just ways to nickel and dime their customers. Okay. Well, it's 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 equal parts nickel and dime customer. I get it from the corporation standpoint. You're in a boardroom and you're saying to yourselves, we can grow the lifetime value of our customer if we get them to just hook in on a ten dollar a month subscription, which we know we can get them to do because ten dollars a month, it's no big deal. You're already paying, right? The issue is like fundamentally and from a principle standpoint. The United States of America isn't like Europe. You can't get around to a lot of places with public transportation. Sure, if you're in a metro area, you can, right? And you have a lot of options. So think about this through the broad lens of just mobility, Dad. For people that need to get around, a car is, is in a lot of people's lives and in a lot of places in this country, it's a way of getting around. And it's an absolute necessity. Yes. Why the heck are we blurring the lines of cars and softwares? Cars as a piece of utility and software as a way to drive lifetime value. I'm afraid that five years from now, you're not going to have as many options. I'm not afraid. I know in five years, you're not going to have as many options where if you just want a thing that takes you from point A to point B and is economical, that option, especially a new one, which I think there are likely going to be a lot of advancements in safety technology. So there's going to be a really logical case as to why you would want to buy a new car. You can't, you're not going to be able to find it without a subscription which is complete BS because a lot of these things are going to be targeted towards those people. You had a great video that went out. I think it was just the other day, Pops. You're talking about needs versus wants. People are going to want these things, but don't, they're not needs. They're not late. And it's, it's, it's capitalism and it's greed in my opinion. And it's a, it's a great way to grow your bottom line. Whoever the heck comes out with a, like, like the dumb phone, you know, like there's, there's a huge movement of people that want a dumb phone. Whoever comes out with a dumb car, I think it's going to make a lot of people really happy and they can make a nice premium on it. Uh, I, I was thinking earlier, hmm. you know, I was thinking about the, when, when I taught you and, and your sister how to drive. Yeah. Okay. And, and if you, if you look at what these software issues are going to be in the future, when, when you have children, and, and let's say you have children in four years. So, and and when they turn sixteen, four years. Wait, 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 wait. I'm gonna have kids in four years. Maybe, you know, well, maybe, maybe you'll have a girlfriend in four years. I, I have a girlfriend right now. I don't want kids. <laughs> four years, then. That's Dara, my sister, will probably have kids. Is that too soon? I, I quickly over under. Will Dara have a kid in four years? Oh, yeah, under. Under, yeah. yeah. Under. Easy money. Yeah. Chat. She's, Chat will also agree with that. She, she, she's, on a, she's on a cruise right now. <laughs> I mean, oh, God knows what I can be done. But, but, but my point is, so let's say you have children in four years. And at 16, they get to learn to drive. So 20 years from now, it'll be time for you to teach them how to drive. You know what you'll teach them to do? Uh, sit down. Buckle your seatbelt and tell um, your Google Assistant or Alexa where you'd like to go. Okay. Uh, and, and while you're doing that, you can work. Just keep working. Okay. Um, so there is, there'll be less free time because the whole concept be, behind autonomous vehicles is so that you can remain um, doing your job, doing work. Um, Productive. You can be productive, productive in the downtime when you used to be driving. And 
you know, there's, I don't know, your poor kids, they're not going to know how to drive. Let, let's, let's just get in the car and tell Alexa where to go. Um, I'm sorry. I, 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 software is great. Don't misunderstand me. It allows us to do what we do, where I can be in Ventnor, you can be in Bethesda, and we can do a live show together. So that part of software is great. But the concept of then taking everything that that um, can be manipulated by software and charging us to access that on a monthly or annualized basis is crazy because you know, you you know, if the car is loaded with tons and tons of features and you know, it's $10 a month for the heated steering wheel and it's $10 a month for the heated seats. And if you want voice activated navigation, it's, you know, they're going to bundle them too. It's like the winter package used to be an option. Now it's a subscription. It'll be the same as what they do on cable. There'll be, there'll be basic subscription software services, and then there'll be the huge bundled subscription. And suddenly you'll have a, a $600 a month car payment, $150 a month insurance note, and a $200 a month subscription payment. I mean, it's just crazy. And you're not getting HBO or Showtime with any of them. That's well said. <laughs> um, M6996 Cars 1. Hey, guys, I asked for a warranty quote a few days ago and never heard anything back. Thanks for the heads up, M6, MC, excuse me, 996. So we actually ask a question. Uh, to you because we get so many quotes we get like 100 quote requests a day so if you got an automated email just reply back to that and kimberly or uh candace on our team will get back to you yeah dad you're 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 hitting spot on here uh, uh igor completely agrees you're you're ha- uh, on 100 um and you're hitting the nail on the head it's really concerning the direction that we're going in all honesty but it's most certainly the direction we're going they're putting t- stellantis putting 23 billion dollars into this i think the company the the automaker that's like kind of plays let's just watch watches sits on the sideline watches this play out a little bit they're going to be the one that kind of comes out in front here because they'll see the consumer reaction to it and they'll be able to you know my favorite word iterate and they won't have put their you know their head uh their head out over there uh over the line to to get chopped off like i think there will be a lot of backlash because of the, this move and and i think there should be and when it comes to subscribing to things yeah i i can see it the subscription service for cars itself I think that might make sense, but a subscription service so that she can get the features that are already built into the damn car. Nah, that that's just at a certain point, you just have to say from, from the, from the old movie, I'm mad as hell and I'm not going to take it anymore. You know, there's only so much you can charge me for, and this isn't one of them. Okay. Especially if, if the average average price of a new car today, the average transaction price was over $46,000 in the month of November. $46,000. And they're not going to go down in price. They're only going to go up in price. So if you're spending fifty, sixty, seventy thousand dollars $70,000 for a car, and then on top of it, they want to charge you a monthly fee to access some of the features... I don't know how quickly I could tell him to go to, well, you know where. Pops Paul wants to know if he gets a certificate or diploma after completing the deal school course, asking for a friend. We don't have a physical one, but maybe you can verbally provide a diploma here. 
Um, well, absolutely. You would, you would, you would get some type of, of verbal assurance that you graduated, not necessarily in the top of the class or the bottom of the class, but that you graduated. And then eventually we, we might have a grad school for DO school and you could get your master's and then a PhD and you could become a doctor of chorology. Um, join yaa.com slash deal school 100% free space with a great comment here it's an open marketplace we can choose to go with a brand that offers better value we need more competition spot on space it's all about value in the transaction of value and i think mm -hmm. we will definitely see some companies do innovative things in the space and peg's got to go for his third trip to the dmv this week very very concerned uh, for what that could possibly be oh, did 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 he buy a car from Carvana? <laughs> okay, so we're not on to our really, you've got to be kidding me, segment of the day yet. That being said, Dad, we could have done it for, for what we just talked about. I do want to talk about, this was posted back on the YAA community forum. We've got more manufacturers talking about MSRP price increases. This is from uh, Bob H. back on the YAA community forum. If you're not on the forum, join us on the forum. Really, really vibrant, like probably three or four dozen posts every couple of days. I mean, it's it, there's a lot going on here. Yes. We've got the increase to base prices or increase to prices across all of the different uh, models here. So for example, the Mach-E seeing uh, an expected $1,000 increase in MSRP. Oh, and yeah. if I may, that, that starts today. Yes, the effective date is today. So all vehicles that are produced, uh, well, actually you can see right here, dealer invoice changes are effective today. So it's happening right now. Uh, and it's got automatic price protection will be provided on 2022 model fleet retail and demonstrator orders signed and dated on or before December 7th, 2021 and received by Ford Motor Company on or before December 11th, 2021. So there you Boy, go. If, so if Ford is saying you, you, you can get us that order by, by December 7th, is that their way of saying, go ahead, just backdate everything? If you get it to us by December 11th, we'll be okay with that? I mean, that's exactly what that says. So if you want to <laughs> save a little bit of money, print this out, show it to the dealership and say, can you backdate our deal to the 11th? And you yeah. should have a chance of getting your price a bit cheaper. Last time I checked, that's fraud. But what the hell do I know? Pops, pops, pops. What are you talking about? The 2022 Honda Passport. 10% price increase year over year on the MSRP. They're getting rid of some. Of the I, that's more than 10%, young man, because the base price in the past was like uh, 39,000, wasn't it? I don't know, but it, it went up, it went up $5,000. And well, the, the base price of the car wasn't 50. Percent. Hang tight. All right. Hang it, tight. It's probably closer to 15%. I think it, I think it's closer to 10%. I think it's no. 12%. I think it's 12%. So we're going to do that minus this number because that was the price before so 38615 was the price before 38615 and the price now is 43695 so i'm saying 12 and a half percent what are you saying okay go for it 13.15 percent so i was wrong and you were wrong we are both college dropouts are you surprised well, i I, I know I was wrong, but I was I was correct in saying it was nowhere near ten percent. <laughs> uh, okay, fair enough. Honda's increasing their passport price base passport price by over thirteen percent. This is in the wake of we've got uh, Tesla has increased their prices for some of their Model Ys and Model uh, Model Threes by up to twenty percent so far this year. We have an article back on the YA website about that. And Toyota Tundra pricing for the new model year, the MSRPs on those have. 
gone up, up on some of the trim levels up to 20% as well. So, so what we're seeing, let's see, so what we're seeing is that what we suspected and what some manufacturers have indicated they were planning on doing, which was they were going to take this opportunity when people seem so ready to overpay for vehicles that they were going to take this, this opportunity to increase the MSRPs on their vehicles. And they didn't wait long for when they first verbalized it to when they acted upon it. Um, and, and it is just, it's the manufacturer's way of trying their best to cut into the dealer's margin while increasing their margin. Um, uh, because they know that with the shortage of inventory, um, 84% of people have said, um, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll buy even though the prices are higher and more than they should be. And only 16% of consumers have said, no, we're going to stay on the sidelines and wait for things to come back to normal. Um, so the manufacturers know that the vast majority of the buying public is willing to spend whatever the hell it takes. And, and that, that is, it's, it is, it is consumers acting in their own worst interest. I hear you pops. I totally hear you. I, I, and, I, and the manufacturer said, yes, yes, we got them right where we want them. <laughs> <laughs> hey, capitalism. That's how this system works. And it, back to Mario's point, whoever's going to provide the best value, they're going to be the one that, that actually at the end of the day wins. Let's transition pops very quickly here too. Really? You, you gotta, gotta be, be kidding, kidding me. Carvana back in the news. What I was thinking <laughs> we do here is our dear friend Igor posted this on the YAA community forum. What I'm going to do is I'm going to get through the ad first. I'll share my screen. We'll listen to the first like 30 seconds, minute of it, and then we'll come back and react to it. Sound good? Yes, it does. All right. Let me share my screen. You'll have to let me know uh, if the audio sounds good on your end, Pops. Okay. All right. Skip ad. Quarter to seven now. KPRC2 Investigates is looking at... Is that okay? Can you hear it okay? Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. ...to a used car dealer selling cars customers cannot drive. The problem is they can't get the vehicles registered because the dealer can't provide the title or the permanent license plate. Investigator Amy Davis is here with what she's uncovered. Amy, good morning. Yeah, good morning. You know, Carvana is still fairly new to the car dealer industry. The company's only been in Texas since 2016. So Time out. No haggle price. Time out. Fairly new. Fairly new. Been in Texas for five years. Five years. How do you even say fairly new to the retailer? They've had five years to figure this out. I mean, my God. I'm sorry. When I heard her say that, fairly new. Fairly new would, is, would be, yeah, if they started two weeks ago. Five years. <laughs> Oh my God! And Pops, I, and Pops, they sold. They're they're likely either the second or third largest volume used car dealer in the United States. Yes, and, and probably they, probably CarMax, AutoNation, and Carvana. In some order, those three. Yeah, and 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 as as either the second or third largest purveyor of pre-owned cars in America, they haven't quite figured out how to title them yet. Yeah, wait, wait. Okay, let's play this back really quickly from the beginning. 
they're one of the top three largest used car uh, uh, dealers in the United States, and this is the intro to this news segment. KPRC2 Investigates is looking into a used car dealer selling cars customers cannot drive. The problem is they can't get the vehicles registered because the dealer can't provide the title or the permanent license plate. So my comment to this, Dad, if you heard that headline on the news and it was like a used car lot that was doing that, you'd be like, okay, they got to get their, their, their blank together. They're, they're pooped together. This is the third, second or third largest used well, car. Well, wait a second. They start off, you know, a, a dealer. A dealer. Say the name. It's Carvana, for goodness sake. It's not just a dealer. It's Carvana. Okay. You can't turn on the TV. You can't turn on the internet and not see a Carvana ad, for goodness sake. Okay. You can't drive without seeing a Carvana ad. They got, yeah, their billboards are everywhere. Um, so, so, you know, it, it was like they slandered all car dealers when it's just one. It's Carvana. Also affectionately referred to as Carvuna from, time but, to time. but, but, you know, when they, when they went more deeply into it, this nice young lady bought an Elantra. Yeah. Okay. And a year over a year ago, it's been 455 days and they still haven't provided her with a title and plates. Okay. They've issued four temporary registrations in the state of Texas where they're allowed to issue one. Okay. God knows how many laws they've circumvented. And, and now they still haven't figured out how to get her a title. So they're going to be kind enough and gracious enough to unwind the deal. And put her in a five days later. Yeah, and put her and uh, and God knows how long it's been since she's been able to drive it. Uh, you know, but she's been making payments on a car that she can't drive. Um, and and they're going to put her into a comparable car, and and all the payments that she made, they're going to apply to the new car. And yeah, I'm pretty sure they'll make sure this one they actually have a title for before they give it to her. But how do they make up for? all the time that she couldn't drive the car. Well, how do you put a value on that? And then how do you even get away with it? And you can't use the fact that, well, you know, we're just growing so rapidly. Yeah. And there's just, then stop growing so rapidly. Uh, don't grow beyond your capacity to actually do your, facilitate the job that you're supposed to do which is to provide your customers with plates and permanent registrations for the cars that they purchased. If you can't do that, then stop selling cars. And just to provide some, some more context and in, in color here, if you go back to the YAA website, resources, blog, and if you search for Carvana here, also tomorrow we're going to be talking about it. Sorry, gang, used car prices, they went up even more. Sorry, again, new car inventory levels went down even more. Not good news, but we'll be talking about it tomorrow. If you come here and you search for Carvana, we have this article. They sold someone a stolen truck. Like, <laughs> you can't make this stuff up. In that case, it was a VIN cloning incident, which is, like, very hard to detect. But you, you can and, and should, you know, detect these things. Anyway, how does it pass state inspection? Like, there are a lot of issues both with Carvana. And quite frankly, let's do this really quick, Pops. Live, Room Better Business Bureau. Let's pull up Room really quick. Vroom, yep, they still have an alert from the Better Business Bureau. And I think their rating continues to go down. Well, can't, like, the, good can't news go for, the good news for Vroom is it can't go much lower. 
one star, one star, one star, one star, one star, one star. I'm not saying on star. I'm saying so. You know what would be good? Vroom should only sell cars in in Texas, which is the Lone Star State, and and they should go. We're your lone one star dealer. <laughs> and look, Carvada's not much better. No, I mean actually they are significantly better. They're they're two times as good, and they don't have a current alert. If you notice on Vroom, it said like current consumer alert. Yes, but this is. How the heck is this allowed to go on? Is really my big question. If if a if a little person, if we did this, we'd be screwed, man. We'd be. I mean, we obviously don't sell cars, but if we broke that many laws, we'd be out of business. These are like daily complaints. This is in, in, insane. It, it it and and the fact that they the, the things never get handled. That it took a, a television station in Houston to do a story to get somebody at Carvana to say, well, I guess we should do something. Let's take her out of that car and put her into a different one. Um, the amount of fines that they should, they should get, it should be so astronomical that they, that they would create processes so that nothing like this could ever happen again. But the fact that they'll probably only get slapped on the wrist is what allows them to go. Eh, it's worth it. It's worth just keep doing cost what doing we're business. doing. Cost of doing business. Yeah, it's crazy. Speaking about cost of doing business, I uh, want to just ask the chat and everyone that listens to this after the fact, we are talking about in the new year, probably towards the end of January, my dad and I are going to start reviewing some cars. We just we think it'd be fun. We want to get our hands on a few and give that a spin and a try. Just want to ask how people react to that, the idea of us sitting in a car side by side doing our normal conversation but giving our impressions about different vehicles curious what the reaction is to that and also if there are any suggestions for first cars that we look at i know dad we were looking at it, the genesis gv70 i think that'd be a yes. really fun car to get into um i know there's also some some of the new bmws i think would be fun anyway just putting that out there want to get some reaction to it cost of doing business we're gonna have to put you up in like a, an airbnb or something here in bethesda for a couple months but i think that's well well, well you let me know so that we can make the arrangements <laughs> <laughs> okay fair enough fair enough we've got phil saying yes paul saying yes that's enough yeses for me to say we should do it pops uh tatia says that would be fun yeah i think it would be fun like you'll get the information but you'll also get like the unfiltered uh, uh pops and, and and zach and also i have this vision and this idea of in every car filming my dad getting in and out of it to demonstrate how easy or difficult it is and i just think that would be i think that would be really good content yeah, let's get some of those trucks that are way jacked up that I'm going to need a stepladder to get into. I want my kids to watch that, which I'm evidently having in four years. In four years, yeah. yeah. Anyway. <laughs> All right, we'll be back tomorrow. Daily news you can use. I cannot believe the topics that we covered today. Uh, concerning times, but we'll keep you informed. Glad to be here. And also, Pops, before we do go, I just want to pull up one comment that I saw a little earlier from Magali. Can't say enough about you guys. I am so thankful for the channel and knowledge because I wouldn't have had the deal that I got in January nor the knowledge about how to buy a car. Thank you again. That's what we're here for, Pops. Really yep. glad that we do it. That 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 warms the, uh, the uh, cockles of my heart to hear things like that. You know, yeah. I wish someday somebody will explain to me what those cockles really are. I have no idea, but it's an old phrase. That's strange. I love you. Have a great day. Well, I love you too, honey. I'll, I'm assuming I'll talk to you later. If you'll yeah. still talk to me by then. Cockles. I just, it's a word. I, anyway, all right. Bye. Yeah. No, it's a word. It's a word. Yeah. Join us again next time. Which is probably tomorrow. To get the news you can use from YAA. 
YAA is your trusted source for all things auto. Thanks for listening. See you soon.